powered by Riverside. Hello, and welcome into the Sad Fan, where we talk about the good, the bad, and everything that made us sad from the previous week. Um, <laughs> he's already bad, but he's got he's to gotta go last because there's so much to unpack there. Um, obviously, I want to start in the place that we're all thinking about. What makes us all sad is that Chelsea's not joining us today or this week. Uh, big ups that she will be back next week, I'm sure. Uh, and I know she misses it too because she texts us first thing and said, I'm sorry, I can't make it and uh, was apologetic, but it's okay. We all get ill. Um, some of you have noticed we are rocking uh, European football jerseys today. Uh, that is uh, kind of our European jersey, not European. So, so okay, Wes has a soccer jersey on. Sounders jersey. So, so, so I guess, I guess. American. So, so I guess Wes would call it a soccer jersey. Yeah. I, uh, I, I am wearing a jersey that actually leads into what makes me sad uh, this week in sports, and that is that my football club, Aston Villa, is ever irritating. And it seems like that's my lot in life, uh, being a Raiders fan, being an Oakland A's fan. I mean, luckily the Warriors have been good for so long now. But it seems I, I like to get managers and coaches that do not like to make adjustments. And uh, bright side is Villa is on Gerard as uh, in Gerard's stint as the skipper. They're on their longest uh, unbeaten streak, if you will. But that doesn't mean they're winning, right? Because in European football or in soccer, you can draw. And it's very irritating, especially <laughs> when you have a team with – Go ahead, Wes. <laughs> so, well, it's, it's funny because I actually went to the to the Sounders game, the last game of the season. I mean, they're not making the playoffs either, but uh, it was kind of nice because uh, it ended 1-1, and it was a draw, and I was able to just go home afterwards because I was also really hungover. <laughs> and I was like, God, I just can't wait to be over so I can go home. So you, you were enjoying the fact that there's no overtime. You were like, ah, yes. <laughs> it's like a pointless game. Where both teams were out of the playoffs. With with mine, you never want a team with as much talent as Villa has on it. And Villa has a lot of talent uh, to be at the bottom of the table, right? Uh, and they are. And they drew with a team that's at the bo- that, that's not at the bottom of the table, pardon me, in Leeds. But a, a very beatable team is what we'll say. Uh, and they played us a man down for the entire second half. They played with ten men and we couldn't get a goal. Like, we, we couldn't do anything. And it's it's... Gerard uh, making substitutions only in the 70th minute, which if you're familiar with uh, soccer or European football, you have 90 minutes of play outside of stoppage time. So it's just like it blows our mind as we're watching uh, me and a buddy text back and forth during the game that he does not make adjustments like at all. He It's not working, and he's like, I'm not changing. This is my style, and we're going to keep doing it. And it's it's not helping. We're at the bottom of the table with a, with a, a team that – just talent level alone on paper, right? And you and I talk on paper all the time. Doesn't matter, but 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 on paper should be mid table. So it's it's very frustrating. Uh, but I just figured we would uh, play a little joke since a majority of what we're talking about, and the majority of what we talk about during this time of year is American football. That we would both be wearing uh, European football or soccer jerseys during well, the, the yeah, middle of the season. It's interesting because this, this is the first time since the Sounders joined the MLS that they haven't made the playoffs. 
And it's also yeah. kind of frustrating because they won the CONCACAF League or the CONCACAF Cup. And they're, like, really talented, but they just couldn't put it together during the regular season. So, Yeah, it's, it's a gem. If, if any European audience is listening, if you get an opportunity to go watch a game in Seattle, you should take it. I mean, it's, it's, it's probably the best environment for uh, them or Los Angeles uh, Football Club, LAFC. Yeah. Uh, probably, like, the best environment because they march playing, like, brass all the way to the stadium in Seattle. Yeah. Uh, like, a couple miles. And they have, like, a huge section that's just chanting the whole time and waving giant flags. It's, it's really cool. It's it, it's absolutely a great environment if you get a chance. I mean, hopefully we do a Euro uh, USA back and forth with the two teams because Seattle is a great environment. But I don't want to go too long without saying, hey, let's uh, let's talk about what made you sad, Wes. Um, let's talk about the Mariners because the ending of that game was bullshit. Um, Three-run walk-off home run to uh, Jordan Alvarez. And I was just watching the game. It was a great game. I mean, first off, we were we were up by like four runs for the most part. And then bottom of the ninth, two outs. Um, our closer gets two people on. And uh, so they have runners at first and third. And then our idiot manager, Scott Cervais, uh, he decides to put Robbie Ray in. And so Robbie Ray is one of our starting pitchers, but he's been absolute trash. So he played, he started in the Jays game. Uh, he let them score like six runs. And like the, the two games before that, he was absolutely terrible too. Like just letting in runs all the time. And he also one so of the... So he'd be on short rest too, right? Yeah. And he's also one of the pitchers with like the most, I think he has like the most home runs of any starting pitcher allowed. Yeah. And he's he's so trash right now and so as soon as i saw him come out and he's facing like one of the biggest hitters in baseball i was like we're fucked (laughs) so first first pitch this fucking idiot throws a 93 mile an hour fastball right down the middle the dude fouls it off gets great contact and what do you know he does it again and this time he smashes it out of the park into the upper deck and i was like fucking great that was probably one of the dumbest fucking calls in baseball that I've ever seen. But you know what? We're the fucking Mariners, so of course we're gonna screw up and we're gonna lose. And that's probably no. like crushing defeat. That it's gonna take us out. It's gonna like demoralize our entire team. And you know what? I have no hope of winning this series because it's you can't lose Mariners. hope. It's it's game one. It's, it's just the Mariners, bro. It's the fucking Mariners. Excuse my language, but <laughs> I've seen this. I've seen, I've seen this movie. It was just a little bit later in the season, you know. We got to like, we got to the postseason finally, but we're gonna choke as we always do. And and also, it's kind of sad because I'm gonna be in Austin for this weekend, so yeah. I have no hope of going to the Mariners' uh, playoff game in Seattle. So uh, they play Thursday and then Monday, so I'll be gone. Oh, or gotcha. I'll, I'll be back home in Seattle for those games. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, man, I, I get you. It's, it's just like, uh, any beaten sports fan. And we're going to talk about my, mine, my, my moments. Cause mine mostly happen, uh, in the NFL like that. What, what team would you say you live and die by? Like, so, well, so going back to the Mariners, what makes yeah. me I think the most irritated is the fact that we were facing Justin Verlander and we were getting so many hits off of him. This dude is one of the best pitchers in baseball. 
and we yeah. were we were clobbering him. And that's like we have to take advantage of that because that's Bro, like the so weird. I get to steal a to steal a win from the Astros, and we just got demoralized. So thanks, it is Scott, it is Anderson, Robbie Ray, you <laughs> fucking bum. It is weird that you're like Justin Verlander, you know, one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. And I'm like, I feel like I've been saying that sentence or thinking that sentence for like 20 years now. And I'm like, <laughs> and he's still throwing it. Like how? Yeah, I mean, fucking, I don't know. The dude has an I mean, amazing shoulder. I, I don't, I don't want to say it, but I mean, like we might know how. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Pettit, Clevens. I'm not saying he's doing it. He's, he's better than both those guys, obviously, is what I think. I think Justin Verlander can do no wrong. I'm just I'm just saying what other people might think is going on. Uh, maybe he's like Tom Brady and just doesn't eat strawberries. Uh, yeah. only, eats avocado, only eats avocado ice cream. Who knows? Water. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? But speaking of... Tom Brady and apologize. We'll, we'll have college football weaved in and out of the show, but there, it just wasn't a super eventful weekend in college football. Like things happen, but oh, yeah, yeah. UCLA won. I'm really sad that Kansas's starting quarterback went out, and uh, yeah, that made me sad because I was like, oh man, the Kansas and TCU game is gonna pop off. College game day went for the first time, and Kansas was about to be six and zero and bowl eligible for like the earliest time that they've ever been bowl eligible. And and they lost. I mean, and, and if they win this week, they're obviously still going to be bowl eligible for the earliest they've ever been bowl eligible. Again. They're playing Oklahoma in Oklahoma, and it's and funny because Oklahoma is favored after even after getting blown out by like forty nine points to Texas. Oh my god! Everyone was telling me to like take that bet because Dylan Gabriel wasn't going to play. Uh, yeah. In the class I was teaching, in the class I was teaching, there was a lot of folks from Texas. Like you need, you should take the Texas bet. They're like Oklahoma, like they're and I, I, I believe them. I didn't think Oklahoma was going to be good in that game, but I didn't think they were going to be held scoreless and blown out. It's a rivalry game. Yeah, like it was insane. Man. Like, like we've talked about, it's one of the few rivalry games we still have in this sport that means something to people. You know, right? Uh, and I really hope they don't destroy that. I'm glad both teams are moving to the SEC. But um, yeah, you, you you're absolutely right on that tangent. But yeah, that was that was a trip. And Brett Venables is not long for this world. I think, I mean, with that disgusting piece of human feces of a human being, Urban Meyer, floating around out there, uh, I just some of these they just be on watch, everyone, because that guy has to redeem his personality, and the only way he can do that is with winning. And then he'll go, uh, you know, I guess put his hand inside of a woman's jeans again at a bar because he can't fly back with his team. Uh, and I'm not saying anything that didn't actually happen and is on video, by the way. So yeah. go ahead. Come at me, Urban. Come, come at me, Urban. You're on video doing it at your own bar. Like, it, like who does that? Your wife knows you own that bar, you idiot. Um, yeah. So, so like I said, there wasn't a ton. Uh, those are probably the two biggest stories. We've got UCLA and Oregon coming up. We still haven't settled on our bet for this year. Perhaps the two teams have swapped places, right? <laughs> Burrito, screw you. <laughs> well, we got to have something. We've got to have something in place. Uh, I don't know, maybe a jersey bet. Maybe I have to buy you an Oregon jersey. Yeah. Maybe you have to buy me a UCLA jersey, something. something. Yeah, or, uh, well, yeah. like I buy you the jersey, but I have to wear it on one of the shows. 
That yeah, I like that. Okay, so it'll get come to us first. Well, you, yeah. un- unfortunately, I might if I lose that bet because of the way things are situated here in England, I might have to mail you the jersey first and then have you mail it to me <laughs> over here. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I don't know. I think those two teams are they're swapped, right? Where we thought yeah. they would be at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I think so. I mean, their UCLA is definitely surprising me. I mean, I thought they'd be good, but I'm definitely happy for Chip Kelly. You know, uh, even though he's no longer an Oregon coach, I still want to see him succeed. And like, I mean, it's it's annoying that he's in the pack, but uh, it, it's kind of just like one of those things that hey, um, I mean, you can fail in the NFL, but that doesn't mean crap for your college. Some people just aren't cut out for the NFL. I mean, that's absolutely true. And we're <laughs> uh, that's uh, our always super subtle co-host Wesley Watkins. <laughs> we will be talking about that rule here here in a minute. Um, one thing I will say is, even though it was not a super eventful thing, uh, a week, pardon me, in college football. I'm really sad we didn't ever talk about the Herm Edwards-Arizona State thing that was going on for a while uh, because, gosh, Arizona State went out there and beat Washington, which, yeah, yeah I mean, like, Washington, yeah, and they're, they're, they're not a great team. They, they looked great at the beginning of the season. They yeah. beat the crap out of Michigan State, and everyone was like, whoa, their job might be really good. Yeah. And then yeah. an egg. You know – UW has this problem almost every year. I think last year, didn't they start out 4-0, and then they went like 4-5 or something? something. Um, So, I don't know. They just, after Peterson left, they they haven't really been able to establish much of anything, and he was building something there, and I really hope it doesn't stop because people don't understand what a hotbed Seattle is for high school football, right? I I think it's a very unreal. Skyline. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a underrated recruiting bed for a lot of schools, but they get poached by like the Oregon's, the USC's, the UCLA's of the world. And and Peterson had begun to begun part of me to take those best athletes to Washington, the UW, right? And and yeah. I cannot blame them. You and I have gone boating on Lake Washington, and I'm like, how how would people not want to go here? Like, how would young teenagers like? I would just take them on a boat. I would just yeah. take them on a boat and be like, hey. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, you and I, when we were coming in, like, they were all waving and stuff to all the boats. And I'm like, it's the perfect recruiting tool right there. Yeah. Is they're just – they have no idea who these guys are. They're just sitting there waving to them and stuff. And the guy's are like, I'm going here. <laughs> <laughs> Where do I side, Coach? If, if, if I could be yeah. on this lake all the time, surrounded by those people all the time, like, just Seriously, sign me up. It's, yeah, especially during the summer. It's fantastic. Yeah, and that's I don't think is it that's not an NCAA violation until they're actually at the school, right? They can recruit if like the recruiting place is on a boat. I think that's fine, right? I have no clue. I don't, I don't know, know either. It's so weird. NCAA is NCAA dying. is ancient. Yeah, they're dying. It's dying a slow death, a very yeah. slow death for the NCAA. I mean, they're at the point where, like we said last week, they're uh, they're trying to find the Air Force. Yeah, they, 
They they have no idea what's I, I like I said, I, I'll just leave it at they're dying a very slow death. Uh, and pretty soon it will be non-existent. And it's obvious college football doesn't give any fucks anymore because they're just like, no, we're going to move here. We're going to move here. There's a TV contract over there. There's a TV contract. And they're just like, oh, we're going to give this guy $10 million. We're going to give this guy $10 million. <laughs> gets money. This school gets $100 million for the year. Everybody gets their fair share of the money. College football has become almost, uh, or boosters have almost become Oprah in each one of their states. Like, you get $100, or $100 million, you get $100 million, spread it across the athletes so they don't complain that only the quarterbacks get paid. Do whatever you want with it. Yeah. It's a wild world, man, where a guard from Kansas State is making, uh, whatever, $250,000 or something like that, or $2.5 million over four years. I mean, Um, hey, if you find someone that wants to, like, promote you or whatever – or, like, that wants you to, like, sell their product. Yeah. It's game on. I mean, like, like, gymna- like people can make money off of Instagram now. It's great. Like, the gymnastics lady. And there were, like, college athletes that were signing with WWE. Go for it, dude. Yeah. I mean, also, let us know. We're here. Like, I know we're, <laughs> we're building our follower base. But our we, we've got, well, I've got Instagram for the sad fan, right? The NFL happened. And... We were reminded that Tom Brady is a prince, and he will be treated as such. Uh, what did you think of that Grady Jarrett call? I mean, it's Tom Brady has gotten those calls multiple times over the years. I mean, I'm mad when it happens and we're playing Tom Brady, but, I mean, it's, it's favoritism. It's not just Tom Brady. It's always the big-time quarterbacks. It's, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. So you expect it is what you're saying? Yeah, they're they're gonna err on the safe side. Well, do you think it's an overcorrection because of Tua? No, because at the same time there are other calls that were like worse than that that weren't penalized. I think I think again it's just uh, the person. Yeah, the person happens with all the big quarterbacks. He is baby Huey, man. He is a giant baby because he will get up and he'll like he. Oh my God, did you see that? And they're like Tom, the wind blew. All right, dude, you just flew because the wind blew. Uh, I can't throw a flag on the wood. He knows how to get what he wants. <laughs> he is. He's, he's that guy, though. He's that dude. He will immediately get up and be like, what the heck? Tom, you tripped over your own lineman. No one hit you. No one went for your knees. You tripped over your own lineman. I'm not throwing a flag on that. And yeah. like, he'll just... <laughs> Same with LeBron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, him and LeBron, two, two goats. Will browbeat the referees the entire game until in the fourth quarter they're getting their calls. Yeah, um, it, it's it's ridiculous. I don't think in any world was did Grady Jarrett slam Tom Brady. I don't think. No. I think that was a that was a perfect form sack. Uh, he kept his body weight off him by rolling in the way he did to avoid the he body rolled, weight. He rolled him over. Like yeah, that's what you're supposed was, to do. And, and it and here's the thing that call decided that game. That called the side of that game that has gambling implications attached to it, you know, and they're messing with people's money at that point. They are yeah. not that we do that DraftKings band, <laughs> um, but <laughs> but it's not okay to to dictate the outcome of a game as a referee. That's always going to be my issue. And the same thing happened yeah. in another game, but but that one one hundred percent. The Falcons were hot, man. They were they were humming. Shout out Atlanta, salute to you because they were coming back. I mean, that whole game it looked like it was going to be, yeah, it looked like it was going to be thirty-five to zero, right? <laughs> it was going to be thirty-five to zero. 
Why does it take four quarters for your boy Mariota to wake up? Can we talk about that? I don't, know. I don't know. But you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad he's he's doing good in Atlanta. They don't have the wins, but he's uh, he's not playing sloppy. Um, he's not he's not flashy, but yeah, he's managing it. And he's definitely happy keeping for Desmond Ritter on the bench. He's definitely yeah. keeping Desmond Ritter on the bench. Like that would matter. Yeah, that was the succession plan for Atlanta, and Marcus was like, "No, nah, I'm. I still got this. I'm still pretty good." Yeah. Um. He just. I wish they would. I wish he would air the ball out more. I. I don't <laughs> like these coaches and these quarterbacks that are so afraid of losing. Like, you know what? Baker Mayfield's annoying, what but at least he, yeah, at least he wants to win. Like Baker Mayfield's yeah. annoying and he loses, but he wants to win. Like he'll. He's getting so many passes batted down because he's trying to sling that ball down the field. And yeah. I miss that. And that's what I like about Gino now, too, is Gino's throwing it downfield. And he had a couple of dimes to DK and Lockett over the weekend. That was awesome. DK. I, that's another thing we didn't talk about last week. Getting on the cart to take a poop. <laughs> did, you, did you read his tweet? No, I didn't see he that. Said, he said that was a sorry, sorry folks. That's a long way to duck walk or something like that. Like maybe not duck walk, but clinch walk. He he called it the clinch walk. He said that's a long way to clinch walk. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> anyway, Gino's doing way better than two picks, Wilson. Russell that, is the stinker. That game was boring garbage. Denver, I. I tweeted this before the season. I said, I am so damn tired. And all the Broncos fans drop. You obviously don't know Broncos football. You don't know. Shut up, homers. Like, shut up. And, and Raiders fans, while you're at it. I've been a Raiders fan just as long as you, if not longer. Shut up. Oh, you don't know football. You don't know. I know more about football than your daddy put into your mom when you came out of his dick. All right? So, like, just get the hell off me. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. You're all just super like homers and you just think, you know, and you don't know Denver has been bad without a quarterback, without John Elway or Peyton Manning, Denver sucks. They're not yeah. a good football team. Like yeah. and somebody dropped into my DMS and tried to, tried to tell me, well, you don't watch because you know, last year was the first year in a long time. We finished below 500. And I was like, okay, dude, if you think being 500 all the time is great, like then you, we have other issues to unpack. <laughs> It's funny, though, because they won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning, but Peyton Manning was trashed that year. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't yeah, say he was defense. his normal Peyton Manning self. And no, he was trashed. You're fine. He was trashed. He managed to minimize his mistakes, but it was definitely the defense that year. For perspective, he was benched for Brock Osweiler. He was trashed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you were right. That was the total right call. But it's – I say all that to say, like, look, I, I knew Denver was going to be bad. Like, they've got some dudes. Justin Simmons. Justin Simmons, pardon me. Patrick Chetain, too. Uh, Melvin Gordon, when he's not fumbling the ball over the field, is actually a decent running back. Jerry Judy's good. Tim Patrick's good. Uh, Cortland Sutton's good. But the, the team just isn't good. Nathaniel Hackett ain't it, bro. Like, Nathaniel Hackett ain't it. Um, do you got to give him more time, but – I don't see it turning out well. I don't know. He's not bad. He, he's not great with uh, time management with the time he has. So do we really need to give him more, <laughs> more time? <laughs> time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. 
But you gotta get um, it done at least two years. No, I'm 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 with it, and uh, I I don't know if I, I think college football is about to change too because I I don't know if you need the full with the uh, portal if you need the full three years that we used to say hey give a college coach three years anymore. Yeah. Um, but that that all being said, uh, to the Raiders roughing the passer call, I will say this, and I'm gonna now I'm gonna seem like a homer. One, it was I'm not saying I support the call. I'm not. I am not saying I support the call. That was not a roughing the passer uh, against the Chiefs on Derek Carr. It, it just wasn't. However, by the letter of the law, if you watch that sack, it's a lot different than the Grady Jarrett Tom Brady sack. The defensive player put his full body weight on Derek Carr. He did not try to brace himself. And, again, I do not believe that was roughing the passer. But by the letter of the law, defensive linemen are not allowed to put their body weight on the quarterback anymore. The ref will throw the flag on that. 100% of the time now. If they see that body collapse on the quarterback, it's it. It's a roughing the passer call. Uh, so, again, hey, guys, I don't agree. It shouldn't have been a roughing the passer. I'm a Raiders fan my whole life, like you heard earlier. Uh, I'm sorry I'm annoyed with uh, people on Twitter. I, I always need to remind myself they have no idea what the hell they're talking about, but I'm just going to let you all hear it here. Outside of that, there was an issue. I can get that second one sometime soon. Oh, my gosh, man. How many games do we have to be up by three scores before we win one? Patrick Graham. Yeah, you can't close it out, dude. Patrick Graham, like, he likes he likes to go into that soft zone the second they're up by a certain amount. And I'm just like, never in the history of the NFL has the prevent defense worked. I'm, I'm just being honest, man. Like, I, 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 I know I was just saying two years, but with Josh McDaniel, he's already had to go around with the Broncos. So, you know what? I wouldn't be mad if they tossed his ass out after one here. He needs to do something again. Like I said to start the show, make an adjustment. And I think that adjustment is just getting rid of Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham is the worst. And everybody's like, well, he did a really good job with the Giants. The Giants had a losing record last year. Get that shit out of here. here. They're great this year. They're, they're not great this year, but they do have a winning record. Like, Saquon Barkley is playing his ass off. <laughs> Can we just rewind to earlier, I think a few episodes ago at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I said NFC East was probably still going to be the worst division. And yes, you know what? I was dead wrong. I was so wrong. The Cowboys <laughs> have one loss. The Giants have one loss. The Eagles are still undefeated. They beat the Cardinals. And you know what? The NFC West looks pretty mediocre outside of San Francisco. The Rams, the Rams <laughs> are like a shell of their Super Bowl selves. The Seahawks defense is atrocious. Uh, the Cardinals are okay. And the 49ers look like the only good team. I mean, talk about a Super Bowl hangover, right? Are they still drinking <laughs> champagne? Yeah. Are they still popping bottles? Like, it's Los Angeles. Are they just living that Super yeah. Bowl life? I think what happened is they spent so much money on, like, these, like, these like all-star players that they don't have a lot of depth. And so they got some players hurt on the offensive line right now and their backups are trash. Their quarterback I'm spacing Matt Stafford. Yeah. Matt Stafford. Yeah. Matt Stafford was just getting assaulted all game. I mean, he definitely misses, uh, again, now I'm missing, missing your name, but their left tackle that retired, Andrew Whitworth that retired this yeah. year. Uh, I mean, you could see it. He <laughs> misses that security blanket. That was that big 41 year old, grizzled veteran that was just keeping right. him safe. And Andrew yeah. Whitworth's living his best life. If you follow Andrew Whitworth, <laughs> Andrew was like, hey, I'm not hurt. I lost all that weight. I look fantastic. I am livid. And uh, Matthew Stafford's like, please come back. Please come back. <laughs> um, 
Speaking though of the Rams, uh, I, I, well, while we're on the Raiders, uh, Devontae Adams pushed a photographer, and I, I mean, honestly, you and I have taken bigger falls jogging, and I'm not justifying what he did. I'm not justifying pushing the cameraman, okay? But you guys need to hear uh, what came out recently about uh, what that cameraman is going to be doing, and this is. Uh, the most, this gave me the most, do you know who my dad is vibes I've ever read. Okay. And it is from the Kansas city police. This is a narrative quote. The victim is a photographer at the chiefs Raiders game. At the end of the game, he was pushed to the ground causing injury. Again, you and I have taken harder falls in the middle of races. Um, I've taken a harder fall waking up in the morning and slipping on a stair. Again, not advocating for what Devontae Adams did in any way. I am not doing that. But what I'm saying is, let's stop making everything. He could have died. Like, can we stop doing that for 10 seconds in every situation? He was pushed to the ground, causing injury. He made arrangements for private transport to the hospital. How convenient. uh, For treatment, at which time he called the police. The injuries are preliminary, thought to be non-life-threatening. No shit. Uh, That... The incident will be investigated by our assault unit detectives. Upon completion, they will coordinate with the applicable city, state prosecutor to determine applicable charges. He pushed him. Definitely, he was out of line. I'll tell you what's happening here. He's looking for a settlement. He's looking for some of that money from Devontae Adams. And he's probably going to get it. He'll get it. Yeah, I mean, and uh, one of our co-hosts, or our former co-hosts on a Gorp show, uh, check it out if you haven't, would love to try that case as the lawyer. Because, oh my God, is he just caping up for, uh, let me tell you how to handle every situation. Like, you've never been there. Shut the hell up. Like, what are you doing right now? Like, yes, he's wrong, but just leave it there. Like, yo, he messed up. Uh, but the whole... I'm uh, go ahead. And, uh, like... Like, maybe, like, bench him for a half or something like that. I mean, I don't know, because you don't, you, don't you don't push someone who's, like, working the game. Like, you know, if you get mad or whatever and, like, you shove somebody, like, after, like, someone from the opposing team, like, in the handshake lineup or whatever, like, that's fine. Whatever. And, but this dude, like, has probably never played sports in his life. He's, he's like, a photography major. <laughs> like, uh and now, he, he shouldn't be treated that way. Like, I mean, these I guys were games, and it was pretty devil's screwed advocate? up. Can, can I play devil's advocate really quick? All we see is what we see on TV. That's all we see. All we see is that. Now, videos come out of Chiefs fans hurling bottles, cups of urine. Again, what the fuck, Casey? Why does this keep happening with you? That's disgusting. You're legitimately in a stand peeing in a cup to throw it on. What the hell, Kansas City? This is not the first time. This has happened before. Like, and what is with you throwing $9 beers? Jackson Mahomes poured his on a Ravens fan. Kansas City, you're terrible. You're terrible. (laughs) And I'm not saying Raiders fans are better, but shoot, our games are in Las Vegas and half the other team's fans are there. It's... there was a lot of uh, accusations of N words being thrown out, and again, all we see is what's on TV, right? I can't, I can't hear. Yeah. That. I can't. I can't corroborate that story. I'm not saying it's far fetched for uh, that region of our country, but what I am saying is, like, I don't know if that's true. I've been to lots of football games, and I, I haven't heard a lot of the N word, but I don't. I'm not on the field. 
Um, so I can't speak to that. But I did yeah. see the video of them, the fans hurling trash at the Raiders players, hurling cups of urine, hurling f- beer bottles. And I'm like, you know what? That was – and then after the loss, people want to say, oh, it was just because of the loss. No, there was a lot going on that you don't see. You just see that video. So to jump to judgment is disgusting. And it's it's the most Twitter, social media culture thing to do ever, which is like, oh, what I just saw is everything that person's ever been forever. How dare he treat law? He's been losing for a long time. He's lost a lot. There were some other things going on there, okay? Uh, but, yes, you're right. He should have done it. Kids probably never played football in his life. I'm playing the other side. You should play both sides. Uh, I'm playing the other <laughs> side. I, I do agree. Like, there will be a fine of some kind. I don't think the kid's going to make much money from this because anyone watching that video that's tripped over their dog waking up in the morning knows, like, yeah. get get yeah. No, it wasn't It wasn't bad. It's not <laughs> as as the charges. I agree. But, yeah, yeah, at the same time, I mean, like, yeah, I think the league should probably, like, levy a fine on it. Chris Rock took a bigger hit at the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> And, and some might argue that hit was good for his career. Now, now uh, I want to go see a stand-up show now. I'm not going to lie. I want to go see what he talks about. I want to be like a heckler. Talk about what Will Smith slapped you. <laughs> get, get movie past that. Brandon Staley. Did you watch the Chargers game this weekend? No. I wasn't okay, able to watch it. So you missed the... Brandon Staley has the lead, right? And all he has to do is like, uh, I think the other team had no timeouts left. And he's in his own, he's, he's, I'm all for going for it on fourth down. You and I have had this argument, right? And I was for the Raiders going for the two point conversion against the Chiefs, right? I'm fine with that. Like, I'd rather go for the win than sit here and go, like you being hammered at the Seattle Sounders game. I'm like that with sports. I'm like, you know what? If we, if it, if it appears to be intelligent, if you're on their side of the field, like, go for it. Go for the win. Like, with these athletes in today's game, go for it. Um, yeah. But uh, Brandon Staley on fourth down, only up by two points, right? So a field goal for the other team wins the game for them. Brandon Staley goes for it on fourth down in his own territory and doesn't get it. And doesn't get it. With the win. Like, that's it. Like, he, he, he would have won the game if he had just putted the ball away. But instead of doing that, he goes for it. Um, and he is blessed by whatever football gods you believe in because the Browns kicker missed the field goal to win the game. I don't know. Are you over it? Cause you, you and I have different positions. Like I, I, I'm kind of a jerk. I'm kind of a meathead when it comes to this stuff. And I, I'm like, I tell you, you don't have balls and things like that because you like to go with the safe play. Well, how long did he have to go? Oh gosh. Oh, I think it was like six yards in his own territory. I probably want to go for it. But yeah, in his own territory. Like, no, I'm all for, for it on like fourth and inches, like fourth and one. Like, no yeah. matter where, unless you're like backed up, like in your own red zone, go for it. So, so again, let me let me paint the situation for you. The game was essentially over if they punted the ball away. They had the lead, right? There, there was it was literally um, an unnecessary move. He didn't need to go for it. Um, and I get it. Like, okay, he's salting away the game by being able to take knees once he does go for it. But in that moment, uh, it, it, yeah, so they won 30 to 28. And he, it says coaches gamble after coaches gamble doesn't pay off. With a minute and 14 seconds left in the game, he went for it on fourth down. 
Uh, they did not get it. Oh, it was a it was a it was a fourth and one, and they threw a pass to uh, Mike Williams. Okay, yeah, but they didn't get it, and it was in his own territory. And the Browns had no timeouts remaining. That makes no sense. Like at that point, you're just you're just trying to be like you're. I guess I mean like I mean it worked out, but you yeah. like, it didn't have to. You were good. You won. The game was over. Coaches do stupid stuff all the time. <laughs> That's true. They're really not that smart. I mean, they are, but sometimes they're pretty stupid. Speaking of coaches that do stupid stuff all the time um, and get away with it, Matt Rule got away with some terrible decisions. He was labeled as a quarterback whisperer, right, for some yeah. time. And Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator in Carolina, was also labeled with some of this stuff because he had one of the best college quarterbacks we've ever seen in Joe Burrow. Um, sometimes the player makes the coach, right? Yeah, I mean, I think Matt Rule just isn't just not a fit for the NFL. And I think he's going to go back to college and he's going to do great in college. There's And there's, there's some good openings up right now Oklahoma so. I think he gets Oklahoma I think they fire Brett Venables I do I, I truly do? think they fire Brett Venables yeah I do and especially now that Matt Rule is available you get that process started early because here's the thing where did Matt Rule see most of his success uh, Baylor yeah it wasn't Temple it was at Baylor right yeah. and where does Oklahoma recruit from uh, Texas I mean come on come on yeah. and, and Oklahoma likes their offense they like their offense, Bob Stoops, Lincoln Riley, and then Brett Venables. That doesn't make I mean, much sense to me. I mean, Wisconsin might be open. Nebraska's open. There's some other good spots that you can snag. I, I mean, not for his offense, though. His offense is a high-flying offense. You're not going to Wisconsin. Maybe Nebraska. Maybe Nebraska, I guess. Why not? Try something new. Because I want to go win. I want to re- restore my, my reputation as a winner, right? Like, that's what these guys care about. Goodbye, Matt Rule. Uh, I did not think it was a good contract. I think it's bad to, I mean, Urban Meyer, to pay a college coach <laughs> that's unproven in uh, the NFL that much money uh, and put that much faith in them. But it happens. As we saw with Matt Rule, Urban Meyer. It happens a lot. Yeah, Nick Saban, uh, Bobby Petrino. I, I guess the list goes on. I probably keep going. Uh, Lane Kiffin. <laughs> like, like, I probably keep doing this for a very long time. Like, people don't understand. People are like, well, what about Pete Carroll? Well, he, well, kids that know more about football than I do, he was a head coach <laughs> in the NFL, by the way. Of your, yeah, of your New England Patriots, who are now great. And everybody's like, yeah. man, could you imagine if he was given, like, one more year? What could have happened? He probably would have garbage then, too. <laughs> wow, that was aggressive. But he did go back to college and create a, a juggernaut in college in USC. And then he was ready was to come ridiculous. back to the NFL. And, and he's been yeah. amazing in the NFL. He's, I mean, look what he's doing with Geno. Um, two and are they two and three now? Though I think they're two and three now. Uh, two and three. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries. And man, this, again, like, better than the Raiders. Holler at Tyler Lockett, man. Ty, that dude. Uh, I want to bring Tyler Lockett appreciation. That dude has been overshadowed by the Doug Baldwin's and the the Moors of the of the of the world, and it just doesn't make sense. All that dude is consistent. Yeah, he just catches deep ball after deep ball, and you know what? He made Russell. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's. It. I'm gonna say it. It's it's like literally like death taxes and Tyler Lockett wide open, sixty yards down the field. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't get it. Um, 
couple things to clean up before we let everyone go today. Uh, Draymond Green knocked out. Jeez, fucking Jordan Poole. Cut that boy. Cut yeah. that boy. I, that's not, no. You don't just it was a sucker punch. You don't sucker punch your teammate in practice. No, and it's okay. funny because I'm getting these things like, oh, you don't understand the game again. All right, and I do know when I'm about to get punched, and it's not in a shoving match with two multimillionaires in the NBA, especially when they don't really fight in that league, okay? They just get in each other's face and talk smack. This was uh, a clear punch. We haven't seen something like this since Steve Kerr got punched by Michael Jordan, all right? And Draymond Green, you're not Michael Jordan, and I'm a Warriors fan, all right? I appreciate everything you've done for the franchise. I, I don't want to see him get cut like my co-host said here. I don't want to see that, but it was it was the dirtiest sucker punch ever. Like, all it had to be was an argument, and, and I got news for you, everyone that's like, well, Jordan Poole pushed him. Have a six foot nine man in your face breathing on your neck and don't push him out of your way. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm sorry, that was that was an obvious Jordan Poole's reaction was an obvious human reaction, like get out of my face. And you act like you can't see that on the video. You could absolutely I could read his mouth, his lips, and I can't see his lips. And I know what he's saying. He's saying, get out of my face. And then Draymond Green sucker punch. Yeah, it's I don't I don't know the beef between those two, but like Draymond Green is just an asshole. Yeah, and I, I, uh, before I get too far, I want to let you guys know. <laughs> get into a shouting match, and then if it escalates, it escalates. But just don't sucker punch your teammate. So we'll show you're a leader of that situation, too, because like, he is yeah. a leader of the team. But that's it's it's like, hey, I'm in your face right now because you're the future of this team, and you're acting like a, you're not taking this seriously, and you're not you're going to – I know what it's like to win back-to-back championships. I know what it's like to go to the finals five years in a row. You don't know. And I'm trying to teach, like, go there. But don't sucker punch him. And, and to the point where he's knocked out. You knocked him out. Yeah. And then he, he went on top of him. He yeah. pushed him into the wall. And then it looked like he was about ready to, like, go UFC on his ass until his teammates, like, pulled him off. You know, it looked more like Sakaro to me. And anyone that's seen that movie knows exactly the scene I'm talking about. But, um... It was it was it was pretty vicious. Uh, yeah. Last last thing, last housekeeping item uh, of the day. And uh, by the way, the the quote of the Kansas City Police report I read is attributed to Paul Gutierrez of ESPN and his Twitter account. Uh, but Bobby Wagner, the protester that ran onto the field during the game with the smoke bomb, he's going to sue Bobby Wagner. He's going to pursue legal action. Dude, that guy has no chance. The guy had a freaking incendiary device. I don't care that it was like a little smoke grenade or whatever. That's still an incendiary device. It's still a weapon. He can still burn Bobby Wagner with it. He was yeah. running right towards him, and Bobby Wagner laid his ass out. I there mean, Grant, we don't know why Bobby Wagner did it. He wanted to put the hurting on that guy. Yeah. But still, he has solid self-defense argument right there. Just don't run directly into him also. I don't know. Like, <laughs> don't run directly to the big gladiators that are right. fueled by adrenaline right now. <laughs> uh, what I'll say to that is, protesters, I want to care about your causes. I-, I do care about animals' rights. I love animals. But if you want to make yeah. me not care, if you want to make me not care, streak or streak across a football field, and and make your make your uh, protest there. Yeah, you're ruining my field. Good. I don't want to see you there. I don't care. To a basketball, glue uh, yourself hoop. to the yeah. court. Yeah, glue yeah. glue yourself to the court. Like, please keep keep making me care less 
and only focus yeah. on what an idiot you are by doing these things. Stupid. Um, it, it, it's very stupid. And it's also stupid, Wes, that we don't have more subscribers and more followers. We love all of the ones that do. Thank you so much for coming back every week. Gosh, that viewership has just increased week over week, and I love it. I'm so grateful. I cannot say that enough to see uh, the amount of viewers come in over and over and over again now. It's like week after week. Like, we're actually a hit because we're releasing every week. Who would have thought that? I don't remember who said that to the team uh, about releasing one every week, but whoever said it probably knew a little bit uh, because it is happening uh, again. Please. <laughs> Please uh, reach out to me. Reach out to what Wes really does respond to you guys on YouTube. So at the Sad Fan Pod on YouTube, Sad Fan Pod <laughs> on YouTube. Please reach out to us on Twitter at the Sad Fan uh, and soon to be new uh, Twitter account for the show. Uh, we we absolutely love engaging with you guys. We want to hear what you want us to talk about, and we want to keep this going for you. So thanks so much for joining us. We will see you next week, Sad Fans. See you guys.